Hello and welcome back to another New Beginnings podcast. I am Claire Weston and I am the post-programme support worker for the Foundation. Today, I'm going to be having a conversation with the amazing Matthew Purvis. Now, Matthew is a social worker who has seconded two New Beginnings from Stockport family. Funnily enough, Matthew was at one point my social worker, so it's definitely a small world and he wears so many hats for New Beginnings, which is why we love him. And one day I hope to do a podcast to tell his story too. But today we're going to talk about life laundry. We're going to be speaking to some parents who have joined us to share their views and stories as well. But Matthew, it's funny because we were discussing life laundry about a month ago with some professionals and they said that whenever we mentioned this, they had this image in their heads of it being a workshop for budgeting and money management and were confused as to why it would be so popular. So I guess the first question is, what is life laundry? Mm. Well, that's a difficult one uh, to put in one simple sentence, particularly as it can be different each week. But I suppose ultimately it's um, a safe space, a place where parents have been through the New Beginnings programme can come and share how their experiences have impacted Mm -hmm. their emotions and thinking. And then we will probably in the round look at that impact as to whether, you know, that that those emotions and those thoughts are helpful, Um, whether we need to develop some new skills to to manage them, Mm. um, to regulate them. Sometimes the parents are struggling with really intense emotions yeah. and the duration of those emotions can be beyond hours, can be days even. So is there some way of being able to to regulate that? Yeah. Um, yeah. And when did you start Life Laundry? Well, it was probably around about a year ago, hmm. probably just under a year. Um I mean, what happened is we had a a little break because at New Beginnings we were reconfiguring certain certain things. And what happened from there was we decided to set set life laundry laundry up in such a way that you would have to book on. Um, And so we have uh, a place where parents can go to to register for a ticket ahead of the session. Yeah. Interesting enough, they all go within minutes, so that's mm. good. Um, but of course, it means that we only have a, a set number, which is around ten per week on the session maps. Uh, otherwise, it, it it just doesn't become feasible. Uh, but yeah, it's probably around about uh, a year ago. Yeah, and do you remember where it was that you pulled the inspiration from to create this? unique space and session that is a safe place for these parents um i can't think of in of being inspired necessarily as more that it was needed you know necessity is the mother of invention mm. lots of our parents <clears throat> have experienced adversity and trauma and the responses to those experiences can be as i said before difficult to manage and you know i'd been with new beginnings for around three years at that point and there were some recurrent themes around struggling with with shame with anger with guilt uh with feeling overwhelmed Mm. and then not really knowing what to do with that 
to be stuck in that place. We sometimes refer to the, the window of tolerance and yeah, parents finding themselves uh, above that yeah. so that they're in a state of sheer anxiety or maybe below that where they're kind of numbed out or have gone into depression. Mm. Um, and yeah, what do you do if you feel you've been triggered in some sense uh, into that place? It, 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 could that have been um, prevented in some in some fashion? I suppose that's where I wanted to kind of think about putting on sessions that would help uh, skill up people to um, manage those situations better. Yeah. Because you know you're not taught this stuff necessarily, are you? No. Um, and un understandably, trauma uh, responses may have even kept you safe at that time. Um, so we're not judging anyone. It's just mm. about whether it's working now, and if it's not, if it's not helpful, what what can we do differently? Yeah. So inspiration is born from necessity. But what about the mm. skills to run the group? Where did that come from? Where did you learn those? Well, I mean, when you're in social work, you do acquire skills in in practice, and social workers do what's called CPD, continual mm. professional development. So the idea is that you are going on training uh, regularly and maybe you show a particular interest in a, a field and you pursue that as well. Um, so there's been plenty of, of those opportunities. Uh, I think what happened too was uh, I, outside of work, had a great deal of interest in those therapies that would look at managing difficult emotions um and thinking as well and i've seen that there are some common factors they call them common factors to running effective uh sessions with clients um so number one you know we want a space to be safe as we said not just saying it is but it actually is and then it has to be a relationship that works between me and the clients, a therapeutic relationship and mm -hmm. the clients to be motivated. So all of that. And then it was a case of, well, what what modality might work for us? Uh, what matches the majority of our parents? And yeah, as time went on, it, it became clear to me that um, informing the session with a dialectical behavior therapy would probably work and so it's been rooted largely in that yeah so did you continue your professional development by doing a dbt um mm. course yeah that's right yeah yeah yes i did and then you know on a sort of personal level as well um you, doing courses on um cognitive behavioral therapy on rational emotive behavior therapy um, I mean, very fortunate at New Beginnings to have been on some really high caliber training on attachment. Not that I'm um, in any way an expertise, uh, have expertise in that. But, you know, all of this is, is helpful. Um, and what I want to say as well is that obviously, as much as I'm facilitating the group mm -hmm. <clears throat> and maybe leading it, at the same time, the parents are there offering their support and advice and as we know they often come up with some of the best advice and suggestions yeah um it's about creating that uh 
that space for those those ideas to percolate and arise yeah so it's almost like you're being a bit of a shepherd in that way you're kind of guiding the flock for lack of a better term mm. yeah yes i suppose <laughs> that's one way <laughs> bit analytical wasn't it <laughs> um and it, i know the answer to this so pr- oh, excuse yeah. the laughter but does it look different now compared to when it started well yes it does <laughs> yeah i mean we had that season didn't we where Mm -hmm. we were looking at a lot of stuff at new beginnings and uh taking a different approach with uh with various um groups and um yeah the the future um new beginnings uh is an improvement um and that's the great thing isn't it we're always developing um so what became of that was a more structured session Mm -hmm. um and you know, one of the one of the factors of of a good sessions is expectations, and so yeah, we went through a period where we had very helpful discussions about what the expectations are on ourselves and on on each other, so that the sessions run well. So that's been good yeah. too. And you know, if I need to, I'll step in and um, <clears throat> remind people of that. Yeah. So we sort of grew it alongside the parents and families that we work with, rather than saying, "Hey, we know best." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Co-production. And what benefits do you think it brings to our parents and their families in turn? Well, I think that a lot of the parents give um, me positive feedback about how they've managed situations in the home, which otherwise might have sent them over the edge, they Mm -hmm. would say, or um, into meltdown um and sometimes that impacts the children too mm-hmm. um yeah that's that's the proof of the pudding really is how it's helped people with their parenting yeah. uh of their children and and also of, of of their own emotions not to to be so afraid of them anymore and to understand that emotions yes they can be intense sometimes there is a way of uh, down regulating them mm-hmm. uh, but also they're sometimes really helpful they're useful bits of information that are probably saying look I have an unmet need here how am I going to get that met in a an appropriate way yeah understanding the function and where it comes from mm, yeah we are going to be speaking to I think it's about six parents later on um, in this podcast today about their experiences of life laundry so no pressure. Um, but what does the average life laundry session look like? Okay, so I'll start out uh, checking in with with everybody. Mm-hmm. Sometimes um, someone will have a real crisis and share that. And this is great because the not the crisis, but it's great how people respond. And, and also rather than jumping on it and just coming up with trite uh, you know comments about uh, and sympathies everyone is really wanting to stop and think about how can we really help this person through that situation yeah so that's good um and then if that hasn't happened it will be you know the posh term is psychoeducation isn't it so you going yeah. with a new tool a new skill Lately, we've been looking at negative automatic thinking. Mm-hmm. Classically, 
the parents will struggle with things like magnifying problems in their heads, sort of catastrophizing or uh, mental filtering or um, uh, thinking on the basis of how they feel when indeed when we know that feelings aren't always facts yeah. you know all, all those sorts of negative automatic thoughts that's been really interesting over the past few weeks and then we've also looked at core beliefs negative core beliefs too which again all of this is out of um, cognitive behavioral therapy um but it's about yeah developing those skills and dbt has got lots of lots of good skills that you can use which can help regulate emotion and let's not pretend you know regulation does not mean reduction it's not about just reducing emotions you know sometimes it's actually about you know you need to turn it up or you need to actually say yeah you're rightly um angered by this you justifiably are annoyed and Mm. what are you going to do with that how are you going to to um, to deal with that in an appropriate way to get, as I said earlier, those needs met? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that generally is the session, and then towards the end, uh, we'll we'll do a recap. Maybe I'll hand out some some notes too for people to practice during the week, and then uh, the following week we might just uh, look at how people have done with their homework, and ordinarily. Uh, someone, at least one person, has come back with some some positive feedback about how how they've implemented the skill. Yeah, so it it's more about not necessarily logic or emotion. It's about finding that balance. You would say. Yeah. So what you've got is emotion, mind, and reasonable mind. It's called in DBT and emotions. If you're just in that space and living out of that space, then yeah chances are it's not going to really work for you because we do need to think things through too we need to use Mm. our cognitive side but if you stay in your cognitive side well you're going to miss out on emotional life um, which is important so integrating the two is where we want parents to be Mm. sometimes called the walking the middle path but generally it's it's called wise mind having a wise mind on things and that's what we're hoping to to gain out of the session is that people are in a place of of wisdom by the end of the of the hour yeah and are there any lessons that you have learned from running life laundry yes um i have learned that i'm a work in progress like all practitioners and at times i've had to challenge more than ordinarily i would Mm -hmm. uh by my nature Um, probably wouldn't go there but have learned to do that and parents have been okay with that I think they've been okay with that because it shows a testament that it is a safe space and they do trust you and you know sometimes you have to sort of adapt the methods that you use to your audience I think also I've learned that um, expertise (laughs) Mm -hmm. is actually situated in this special yeah magical place that we call a group yeah um yeah so it's that yeah, peer it's not... support and lived experience coming together in a, a really good mixture yeah it's a good mixture um everyone brings into the room strengths um 
yeah, it takes on a spiritual quality, I sometimes <laughs> think. Um, so, yeah, that's a privilege to be part of and to, mm. and to watch. And I, I do, I think it's amazing um, that I have that opportunity and, you know, the, the parents are so willing to be open and honest with me and each other yeah. and then come to these places of, of resolution. It's, it's incredible. Um, the, the fortitude and the courage of the human spirit. That's, mm. that's what I see. Yeah, mm. definitely. I mean, I remember when it used to be, forgive the phrasing, but a free for all. And it wasn't really that safe space and that sort of intimate mm. environment that worked well. So what we did yes. learn was that it really only works in small groups. But do you mm. feel that that limits yes. you and us? Well, I want more life laundries. I'm going to be honest. Um, as much as I want more more people on new beginnings and more workers and new beginnings mm. wouldn't that be great because it's yeah. um it's a terrific program so yes there were too many that's mm. that's what the problem was but you know you live and learn don't you and who knows what the future will bring i do hope that it will uh, continue to grow mm-hmm. and uh, again um as much as i have uh come up with the idea of life laundry goodness it's the parents isn't it who really come up <laughs> with the with what we offer you know it is, it's co-produced we facilitate and these parents are telling us what they need and so yeah. we're giving that as best we can um and that makes all the difference i think yeah they do. They come out with some crackers, don't they? One of our parents today earlier said, you know, the butterfly mm. does not look at, back at the caterpillar in disgrace. And I was like, I know. That that's was that so amazing. profound, isn't it? That these little tidbits you get to bear witness to in Life Laundry is great. But I do find it interesting you mentioned the future of Life Laundry because that actually led me on to my next question, which is what does the future of Life Laundry look like and what are your hopes and ambitions for it? Well, I want to get even better at some of the the dbt stuff certainly Mm -hmm. um i mean i try to offer that uh, as best i can but what can happen is the session um if it's dealing with a particular person's issue um will draw from other other modalities Mm -hmm. and and i know that i feel well i feel as if i've kind of scratched the surface with with dialectical behavior therapy uh yeah so i'd like to do a bit more on that in future sessions um and you know if other people have got suggestions on how to work it better then that's welcome too the other thing of course is that the parents really enjoy it don't they when um we talk about attachment and understanding their attachment strategies so bringing a bit more of that in, I know that I've used that um, alongside DBT and mm. those sessions have gone gone really well too. So, yeah, uh, further uh, training maybe on attachment and, and, and how that might be incorporated into life laundry would be would be good, too. Yeah, I do think that that is quite a really interesting segment of mm. it as well, because it helps them. The phrase that I like to use is gain sympathy for the devil. If they've had a rough upbringing, um, they can mm. learn to visualize their parents' life through their own eyes, but then that helps them visualize their children's lives as well. So I, I do think that that is a fantastic tool we use and you're very good at using yeah. it. 
Um, oh. So, yeah. Well, you know, the past intrudes on the present, and it's when that happens that you probably need need to have somebody to help you see how you work through that. Um, gosh, everyone, as we say on New Beginnings, is on this journey, and um, there's always something that needs um, needs further work on. Um, you know, you just look at our families and how much they've faced they are incredible that they have survived thus far yeah um and yeah i'm just i suppose yeah that's where the inspiration comes i'm inspired to to give all i can of what i know or what i can find out uh to to help them on that journey on that journey progress hmm and I do remember when I was on my cohort, you used to say quite a lot, Matthew, it's a privilege. It's a privilege. Mm. And I thought, and I thought, gosh, that's so contrite. But yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, having yeah. done life laundry myself and sitting so in with these parents, I have to say I get it now. And it is a privilege. Mm. And I'm really grateful that life laundry is this thing that I am privileged enough to sit in on and see every week. So thank you for doing Life Laundry and thank you for talking to me today about it. Oh, thanks very much for the chat. Thank you. So I'm going to go on and speak to some of our parents now about their experiences with Life Laundry. And I have with me today Lee, Bella, Ivy, Jade, Janice and Ethel. So ladies, thank you. Welcome. And I'm going to dive straight in. Okay, so Ivy, I am going to start with yourself, your lovely self. Um, what do you think Life Laundry is from your perspective? For me, it's like counselling in a way. Well, it is counselling. It's cognitive behavioural therapy. But it's a way for us to get together and talk about like our issues and in a group setting with people that have also been through similar or different but can relate situations where we can support each other and build new ways and strategies to be able to cope with them and make a better future. And how do you find doing the groups? Like, what do you get out of it and how do you think it helps you? Does it help you? It helps me in so many ways. Like, I feel like I've grown so much as a person with the tools and strategies that I've learned through life laundry and I also enjoy like giving my learnt wisdoms onto other people to help those grow further as well which I find gives me lots of like self-gratitude for being able to support other people. And I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit here and ask you (laughs) to off the top of your head pick one of the subjects that was covered in life laundry that has really hit home for you and made a positive impact on your life um it's like the different types of like thought patterns Mm -hmm. it's like i used to catastrophize a lot and i realized i don't need to do that so i'm like i don't act like the world's over when i make a small mistake now when i try to think logically about it and how I can sort out the issues before they spiral in my head. So you've learned a different way to approach things going wrong rather than saying, oh my God, it's the end of the world. 
Yeah, but just as like cost benefit analysis is a good one. Like I could do the pros and cons of the situation and realize that it's it's not as big and scary as my brain's telling me it is. And would you recommend it for other people? Definitely. Like, well, it's counselling. I think even if you tell yourself you're, you're mentally stable, I think everybody in life could do with a bit of counselling. And you don't have to wait on an NHS wait list for about 12 years to get seen by somebody. No, you just have to do a mad rush to get the tickets, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fabulous. Well, thank you, Ivy. I might come back to you a little bit later to ask questions if they pop into my head, but thank you for so much. Okay, thank you. I'm going to go on to Lee now, and the reason that I'm picking on you, Lee, is because you are, like, brand spanking new to Life Laundry, aren't you? I am indeed. And what have you taken from it? What what do you get out of it? Um, It's kind of in the name. Like, the way I view it is... Like, for example, you go to the laundrette or you even have a washing machine at home and you put all your dirty, smelly, scruffy things in to get all that dirt, all those germs off of it. And it's kind of life laundry makes me think that's what we're doing with our life. Like the dirt on the clothes is our stresses, our triggers, our traumas. And we've got kind of going into that tumble with each other. Like when Ivy said how... um, we kind of learn with people similar to ourselves. It's like when you're doing your laundry at home, you put them in colours, you put your darks with your darks, your lights with your lights, your colours with your colours, and it kind of gives you the people to benefit from, to learn from, because I think one of the major things in life laundry is we all have experienced it, so it's not any of us learning from a book and advising the other person. We're kind of all in it together. So that was my connotation. It's like we take all our dirty laundry, i.e. our traumas, our stress. We go in that tumble together. We go through that cycle during life laundry and we come out feeling cleaner, better. And when I say we feel cleaner, it could be just me, but sometimes coming out of life laundry can remove a lot of the shame that you carry on bringing into there with you each week. Like each week it might just digress ever so slightly, but long term it will eventually overcome the shame and the blame that we give ourselves yeah that's what i'd say that's my connotation of it yeah and that's i guess the major difference isn't it i mean i know that ivy has compared it to counseling but counseling is usually something that's a little more one-on-one whereas with life laundry there's about 10 of us in the room isn't there it's definitely therapeutic though definitely it's it's our own counselling for one another, I suppose. And in regards to like, when you do go to a counsellor myself, when I when I did, I found it really hard to first get over those barriers though. And sometimes just by being in the group rather than it being one-to-one, it can be beneficial because you can take that backseat like I have myself, which you'll all have seen a few times and just learn and just watched and kind of when I felt comfortable, kind of step in and then, you know, digress my personal traumas, my personal problems, my flaws, things like that. Because I think if you don't put yourself in, you're not going to get anything out of it. But I do think having that, like you say, 10, 12 was in a room, sometimes it can cushion the effect of how traumatic it can really be reliving that moment. Yeah, and it helps, I guess, when there's peer support and lived experience and definitely, definitely. And I'm I'm gonna pick on you a little bit, Lee, because um, 
right. I see you with your notepad when we're in life laundry <laughs> taking notes yeah. and I just think it's really charming so can you I mean you don't have to but what's that about um, well I'm currently actually at university Mm -hmm. I'm doing my bachelor's in criminology and criminal justice with the hope to then do my master's in social work. Yeah. So me taking my notebook isn't just for me to benefit for myself to, because I take those notes on one hand for myself to go away and learn and go over them myself, but also because then the things that I can help pass on throughout my career as I build myself up, up academically throughout university and then professionally going into the world of like social work and hopefully building a steady career in that. So I think for me, it's if I arm myself properly, if I'm organized, if I'm prepared, like maybe I'll be able to get there instead of the maybe I'll get there. No, I will get there because I will be prepared and I am working my ass off to make sure I get there because I've got two little girls that have to see no matter how hard it is, no matter who you're up against in the world, even if it's just you having your own back, you can do it. Yeah, and that's, that might be a bit surprising, I guess, because we do have social workers listen to these podcasts to hear that we have parents who have been through the system, been chewed up by the system, survived the system, and then said, you know what, I'm going to be a social worker. But do you know what? I think it's because of the system that makes me want to be a social worker. I think it's very, very outdated. I don't think it works for the best of the families anymore. It doesn't seem to be welfare driven. It seems to be very punitive driven. And that's just my experience mm -hmm. from what I've seen and from what I've heard, not just myself on my own case, but from the cases and the things that we are obviously around. It's not very, someone once said to me, social workers are for the children and new beginnings are for the parents. And I think that's so wrong because social workers should never be just for the children. They should always be for the family because without the family, if a child does fall apart. Like if you're removing a child from their parent, that is so traumatic that some parents and some children might never be able to get over that. Whereas sometimes that is the only choice. But I just think... I've seen it where perhaps things have been missed. Like there's too many cases where there's been child deaths and stuff and things have been missed. And then there's people like people in our cohorts who I think are really good mums, but they're sat there and they don't believe in themselves in the slightest. And I think that's why I want to go in social work. So I think people can't keep thinking like that and feeling like that. It's not fair. And if it's not fair on the parents feeling like that, how do they think it's affecting the children? Yeah. And obviously you get to see all walks of life being a part of Life Laundry because like you say, there is 10 to 12 of us in a room um, sharing who, these who stories. People who you wouldn't necessarily like, say, socialise with or maybe not have the opportunity to socialise with, you get that opportunity here. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Lee. Thank you all. Okay, so we're going to switch over to Jade, who is also another new attendee with Life Laundry, though I think you might have quite a different perspective um because before coming out to life laundry you struggled to get out at all didn't you jade i did yeah um so that's why i started to come to life laundry um and it's not really a different perspective but for me it's like a little family gathering mm -hmm. because i've got close to some of the members and it's people just like me with shared experiences instead of like professionals talking to you like so how did this make you feel it's uh, other people who feel the same way who are telling me that it's okay to feel that way and i don't have to be ashamed of it i don't have to hide it 
Yeah. And I think and I can talk I think, about it. I think there's power in that as well, isn't there? There's power in being told that it's okay to feel a certain way that emotions are not shameful yeah it helps me to overcome them and to deal with them better because i have a lot of emotions i have a lot of anger and trauma and things from my childhood mm-hmm. and i used to think that i was being over dramatic and overreacting and it wasn't as bad as i thought it was because i was conditioned to feel that way and coming to Life Laundry has changed my entire perspective of myself and um, my experiences. And it's changed me as a person for the better. And I am a completely different person since being with New Beginnings and coming to Life Laundry and talking to other people and making friends and going out and being with those friends instead of just having people that I speak to occasionally but never hang out with. Um, I'm doing so much more with my life now. Yeah. What I really love is that you have picked upon these relationships with people in Life Laundry. I know there's a person in the call right now who you travelled to the group with, but do you think that you would have been able to come out and get to the group without that peer support? Um, I probably could, yes. But if it wasn't for a few of them booking the tickets for me and kind of coercing me to go I probably would have would uh wouldn't have done it like um even doing this now I was going backwards and forwards trying to talk myself out of doing it because I was nervous Mm -hmm. but um I'm doing it anyway because I want other people to know just how amazing the group is and how good it is for them Mm -hmm. and how it can change people literally change people's lives I think it's really powerful to hear that it has been absolutely life-changing for you, the whole kit and caboodle, Um, and that despite the fact that you absolutely were racked with nerves today and were like, "Mm, should I do this, shouldn't I do this, you've come on despite it all and wanted to share your story and the benefits of it with other people. But what's the biggest lesson that you've learned from doing Life Laundry yourself? That um, it doesn't matter what you've been through. It could be the worst thing in the world that you think it is. You could think that you'll never, ever come through it or you'll never come back from it, but you can. You just need to be around the right people. So it is about the right situation, the right people, but also learning how to support yourself through that. Yes. And what one piece of advice would you give to someone who might be new to life laundry? Um, It's okay to be scared at first. But you need to try and push that fear aside because it will be the best thing that you've ever done. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Jade. No problem. Thank you. I'm going to go on to Bella now. Um, Bella, I know that you are probably one of our longest serving members of Life Laundry and um, you have some very colourful opinions sometimes. But I'm going to touch upon the group dynamic because I know that there's a lot of ADHD in that room and sometimes there is a struggle to um, feel heard. But what have you learned from having that discomfort in those settings? Um, Yeah, group settings aren't usually my thing. Um, But as I kind of get to know the people, not just as a group, but individually, it's, you know, you get to know them and what you can and can't say without upsetting someone and things like that. And, you know, I can only reiterate that it is like having a family, you know, one that kind of knows what you've been through. Well, 
most of what you've been through. Um, and they've had experience them th- experiences themselves. So although I can see some things from my point of view and how I, how I feel, it is also good, like I think it was last week at Life Laundry, where there was other people there to point out things. And I was like, really? You know, so it does get you to think by being in a group, when other people listen to what you're having to say, they pick up on stuff that you wouldn't even think about. Mm. So then you then think, ah, and then, you know, I then actually had to analyse what they'd said to me for it to kind of make sense. So, yeah, group, group settings are really, you know, even though they were difficult at first, mm-hmm. um, they are actually now, you know, they help just as much as Life Laundry does. So you, you find... You've gone from being a person who's quite antisocial to finding comfort and strength in that support system. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's you know, I am a, I am close to a few of the people that attend, and you know, I don't want to kind of, you know, what I'm just going to be blunt. Um, you know, they're very blunt with me, so it's kind of they just kind of give me a kick up the ass and put me straight in. They tell me how they see it because sometimes I can be blinded and be so determined that this is the way it is this is how it happened but then they will point out and go right but what about when this happened you know and they'd kind of get me to understand it a bit more not just from my perspective and my feelings but how other people perceive me from telling this you know what's happened in the situation so yeah it's um yeah i love it I'm so glad you said giving me a kick up the arse, by the way, because I feel like, um, Belly, you're kind of holding back on how you normally are. Um, and, you know, th- you are blunt. That's one of the things that we love about you. And we do utilize you in a tool in Life Laundry to help challenge other parents because you can be so blunt and you have no fear. So how does it feel to sort of be that tool that we use and how does it feel when that tool is then turned against you and we will call you on your bullshit um i'm glad you you use me as a tool i like you know at the end of the day if it helps someone else understand something then that's great and i think one of my biggest downfalls is is i can give the best advice i can give people a kick up the butt you know and mm-hmm. but then it's kind of i don't take my own advice I struggle to take my own advice, which is why then people then give me a kick up the ass. Um, you know, sometimes it can be a bit, wow, you just said that. But when they do it and they call me on my bullshit, it's like, right, you know, to me, as long as there's, you know, evidence and whatever to support calling me out on my bullshit, then it will get me thinking. But again, it depends on how far adamant I am in the situation. And, you know, because I am one of them people, I'm right. I know I'm right. And I always will be right. But sometimes, you know, hard as it is to admit it, I'm not always right. And I do get things wrong. And I do fuck up. And that is then when they call me out on my bullshit. And, you know, that is that is what I need. You know, it's not just... Every, to me personally, I think everyone needs to be called out on the bullshit. You know, they all need to kick up the arse. And if there's one person that says that they doesn't, then they're blooming lying. 
<laughs> I mean, I've got the biggest smile when you said it was difficult for you to admit that you're wrong because it is difficult for you to admit that you're wrong, but it's difficult for everybody to admit that they're wrong. I'm going to be honest with you about that. Even me. Um, but no, Bella, I. what is one of the lessons that you've loved the most? One of the lessons I've loved the most is... See, there's quite a few. Mm. One is um, kind of learning about the ADHD that I have and learning how to live with it and work with it and understanding myself as a person through it. Um, But then it's also, you know, it's kind of the community of it because, like you say, we're in a group, we're not on our own. So I think it's more kind of having that support there that no matter what you do or how you feel as if you're fucked up, because trust me, there's been a few times, um, you know, not one of them judge you. Mm-hmm. Not a one. And that that to me is one of the best things about it because I know that's what a lot of people are afraid of. They're afraid of doing things like life laundry and doing other stuff because when they have to open up, they feel as though someone's going to judge them and then go off and slag them behind the back and go and tell the whole world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I suppose in one aspect, that does it always happens. It happens everywhere. But with our little group, it's, you know, we know the rules. These rules are for a reason. And with them rules being in place, then I think that makes it more comfortable for everyone to share things. And, you know, it can take time for that to happen and for people to realise, right, well, there is rules here and nobody is, you know, going over that line. And it's just, it is a combination of things of why it is so good. And I just love the experience on a whole. So, to be fair, I couldn't really just point one thing out because, mm. as a whole, I love it. But if you were t- to take certain aspects away from it, then it wouldn't be the same. Yeah, yeah. So you think it works really well the way that it's set up right now? Oh, definitely. Most definitely. Thank you so much, Bella, for joining us today and for uh, giving very us a welcome. very honest opinion. Thank Ethel, you. dearest Ethel. <sighs> Hello. Hello, Ethel. You are also um, one of our newer attendees to Life Laundry, um, though you've been a good fixture for quite a while. Tell me what it does for you. What do you get out of it? Um, I think primarily it's it's a relief for me to mm. to be around people that have been through a similar situation and and to know that I'm not actually on my own. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you you find the comfort in the group setting and, and having that sort of support system there yeah and being among um like-minded people really mm-hmm. yeah and um what do you get out of some of the tools that you're given by matthew um i've i've gained a lot of, i'm a lot more patient mm-hmm. um and i have learned how to not shy away from conflict but how to stand my ground but not be aggressive and stuff like that yeah so it's given you access to your voice without being overbearing yeah yeah definitely and has it helped at home with the kids at all a hundred percent so what have you learned that's helped you with the kids from life laundry um i learned stop (laughs) what's that about explain Oh, I can't remember all the words for it. But you, you literally, you just, you stop. 
Mm-hmm. You think about what you're doing, you observe that situation, and then instead of flying off the handle, like I would usually, mm-hmm. I tend to take that big deep breath and go, actually, this situation doesn't need that response. So then I'll take I'll take I'll take time to calm down. I'll I'll advise the kids to take time to calm down. Then we'll both se- we'll separate. We'll come back in a bit when we're all nice and calm, and be be able to talk the situation through rather than screaming and shouting at each other. Yeah. So it's I mean you you more or less covered stop without actually covering it because you said I stop, take a second, observe. And then I proceed, which is exactly what the acronym stands for. Oh. So you got there, Ethel. <laughs> you remember more than you think you do. Um, I do. <laughs> did you Did you get a magnet? I did. Yes, there is one on my fridge, and there is one in my living room. Because and he, my daughter has one. He gives little knickknacks out, doesn't he? Uh, Matthew gives little knickknacks out to drive the lessons yeah. home. So what's the What's the magnet? Just tell listeners what that's about. It's it's the stop sign and it says stop um, inside it and it's got some other stuff written on it and off the top of my head I can't think what it is. But it's but like to, a visual reminder. Yeah, so just the fact that I've it's slap bang in the middle of my fridge because I spend a lot of time in my kitchen um, <laughs> and just that stop sign with the word stop is enough to remind me to stop and to think and just to go through all the steps. Mm-hmm. So are you glad that we sort of pseudo-coerced you into coming? Because I know <laughs> we had to talk you into it, didn't we? Yes, you did. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely glad. I'm 100% glad that I did it. And I was I was brave enough to step out of my comfort zone um, and do it. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Ethel, for uh, letting us know about Life Laundry from your perspective. You're welcome. And finally, last but no means least, we have Janice returning to us from the Timeline podcast. Um, So welcome back, Janice. I know that you get a lot out of life laundry and people have been talking about the thinking part, but I know that you've also benefited heavily from the emotion side of life laundry, haven't you? Yeah, I think think both. Like, honestly, I do say a lot to um, that it's changed my brain, literally. Um, the way that I think because it's like I used I realized from the work putting in from life laundry that um how my reaction would sometimes it it, it would be a build-up of emotion and I think my going to life laundry regularly and understanding about that about myself that then I could go home and realize especially that I wasn't alone because I used to feel like there was something wrong with me I really did um and then through doing so much work and I think a lot of positive feedback has been brilliant for me because I don't think that's something I've ever had in my life so because it's always been such a negative narrative I'd have a lot of negative thoughts but now straight away it's like um when we said earlier about the mind traps I'll straight away I'll be like you're catastrophizing and it's like I stop myself before I escalate into overthinking into every worst case scenario and that's just been great for me because I think just in terms of my life personally and as a parent it's really helped me learn to be patient 
and also understand that if I struggle to regulate my emotions sometimes, then then I can be a lot more understanding when the kids are struggling to regulate theirs and I can help them a lot more from the things that I've learned. Yeah. And the emotional side of it is definitely, I think, a big proponent because for some strange reason, we all think that we're supposed to be robots, don't show emotion in front of our kids, don't break down in front of our kids, but then how do they know when they go through it that that's normal? And is that kind of where you were at 100% like regularly well not regularly because obviously it's a lot better position now but I used from life laundry I realized that whenever I'd feel like I was going to cry I would instantly stop myself um like you say like I was holding that emotion in where now if I feel it I just allow it to come out and I'll sit with that emotion and then I can understand it and then I can recognize if it is a past emotion mm-hmm. say so if something's triggering me and it's actually a feeling that I have from childhood rather than a feeling of reality in my life right now um I think as well I was quite very sensitive to rejection and I feel like the group setting has really helped me feel part of like a family and a community and I never had that in my life and now I always think it's such a huge thing that people do need that you know support and again not to feel judged and feel like you can talk openly mm-hmm. and you realize you're not the only person that there's lots of people that have the same feelings or struggle to recognize their emotions and then the more I've talked about it and the more regularly I go I feel like I'm just literally getting better and better I only like now I sit back and think I can only imagine where my life will be in another two years mm-hmm. if I keep doing what I'm doing because as well it's like sometimes something will happen in life unexpectedly and you won't and then having that outlet every week because sometimes my first thought in my head is oh, I cannot wait to get to life laundry on Wednesday because it's like I know that I'm going to be able to talk about the feelings that I have and other people will help me understand if you know it is rational or if I'm overthinking or Mm. maybe how to even solve the situation and I don't think I've ever had that before so when I have done lots of other things in the past like counseling or even cbt it's very very short periods and then as soon as you seem to be doing okay you're kind of sent on your way yeah and then lots of things happen in life unexpectedly and just having that outlet every week is just for me it's just honestly i would say it saved my life because i feel like i used to think before life laundry that i would be depressed forever Mm. and now literally 12 months on I'm not even on antidepressants I don't wouldn't describe myself as depressed I feel like it's because I don't because I'm working through things on a week by week basis with the support Mm. I'm not letting myself get into a dark hole Mm -hmm. and that's just helped me recognize my difference between when I'm anxious to when I'm down or to when I'm just having a bad day (laughs) and I think before I'd always go to the worst case scenario um in my head and I think the the best the the main thing for me I think that has changed my life completely is it's definitely helped change my core beliefs about myself that I didn't even realize I had about myself so much and how sort of negative talk I would be towards myself yeah and when you're around other people and they (laughs) they call you out on that and how horrible you are about yourself or how you know you say such you realize and you recognize that hang on a minute 
I'm, I'm not being fair. I wouldn't treat another person like this. So why am I treating myself this way? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's just great. Yeah. I mean, I think there's there's a certain amount of power with that. I want to go back to something that you said about understanding: is this a past emotion? And does that kind of reflection help you to be a little kinder about yourself in the past when you do reflect on it? Yes, definitely. Like so much because I think for me it was just I would blame myself for everything. Um, but I feel like what's also come with that of learning to forgive myself is I've learned to forgive situations that happened to me as a child mm -hmm. that I didn't think I would ever get over. But, like, learning to have more grace and understanding for myself. And like you say, that I'm not a robot. That then I was able to reflect on things that happened to me as a child and gradually overcome them because I realised that, you know, actually, if maybe, you know, my parents had had this kind of support, they might have been able to, you know, it not to be as chaotic and as bad as it was. And mm. that just has helped me in so many ways because I feel like it's just it's I don't think I ever understood I could never understand before and now like I, the more understanding I have for myself the more understanding I can have for other people yeah that that's fantastic and you also mentioned that you know sometimes you're like god I can't wait to get to life laundry today it sort of does reflect back on that analogy that Lee used earlier of it is like a laundrette you are taking your baggage for the week and just throwing it in the wash and being like get that shit clean is that much the case for you yes definitely 100 percent. and i think the one of the best things for me that has definitely been a huge factor of life laundry is i was someone that would constantly find myself in quite abusive relationships mm. didn't could never seem to break that or understand how i would keep finding myself back in that situation and then having support and listening to other people and realizing that you know the actual like recognizing my part in that and when I wasn't you know maybe I was dismissing things that I shouldn't have been mm -hmm. being around other people and having that constant support has really helped my confidence and I feel like honestly I say now like I would not put up with a lot of stuff that I had in my past because I've more confidence in myself I feel worthy I feel like I am important and that I do matter and they were things that I never would have said about myself yeah. so learning that has really helped me understand why I didn't feel valued before and why I would tolerate things that I wouldn't do now yeah and I think it's just it's just been for me it's in a weird way it's kind of like I think when you go through quite a traumatic childhood you feel very unloved and I feel like life laundry and just the people and the, just how much we work together to support one another has made me realise that like I've not I'm not lacking love in my life anymore. Like that's what I mean when I say that's an old emotion. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when I feel like I'm alone, I remind myself of all the amazing people that I have now. Especially, I think I didn't know how to make friends prior to life laundry because I would just always try and sort of be what other people wanted me to be mm. where in life laundry I just feel like I can be myself and it's been very nice for me to sit back and reflect on like how just the slow process of it and how much I've each week I just open up a little bit more and a little bit more and that made me 
realized that that's probably why I've struggled to make friendships because I sometimes as soon as I feel like maybe I'm being too much I'll then shut myself down yeah I feel like at life laundry like people can just tell like my face if I'm having a bad week and then they'll just prompt me to speak and then I will and then that's just refreshing because you don't feel like you're like you don't feel like a burden you feel like you're important and that you all matter equally Hmm. I mean you are right you do matter and it's important to recognize this about ourselves but thank you so much Janice for coming on and especially for coming back and doing this podcast with us today I'm going to jump back to Ivy really quickly because there's one thing I remember that you do quite a lot that you're very good at and it goes back to what Janice was saying about learning to be kind to ourselves You'll listen to some of our parents be very self-deprecating about themselves or even call themselves some really awful names. And one of the most powerful things I've ever seen you do, Ivy, is challenging them by jumping in and saying, who has called you that? Is that something that you picked up from Life Laundry or has it been sat under the surface and you just waited for a space to use it in? Um, it's something that I've learned through um, New Beginnings, definitely, yeah. Partly through the life laundry and partly through doing the cohort mm -hmm. because a lot of my negative thoughts, I looked back on myself and realised most of those weren't my thoughts. It's what I'd been told over the years. Yeah. So then me being a bit further on than some of the other parents can see those going about the same pathways that I was on and want them to realise that those horrible things, those labels that they're putting on themselves aren't really from them and they're just other people putting those onto us and we are more than that mm -hmm. and to get them to think like I thought. Mm. That's fantastic. Thank you very much. All of you lovely ladies who have joined us today, Lee, Bella, Ivy, Jade, Ethel and Janice and of course, thank you Matthew as well. It's been amazing to hear from both perspectives what Life Laundry is, and I've loved it. So thank you much, Lee. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you. And I want to thank everyone who has joined us today to listen to this podcast about Life Laundry and what it is. Hopefully it sheds a little more light on what we mean when we say we're running a Life Laundry session and that it's not just finance and budgeting workshops that are oddly popular. If you have enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to give us a follow here. We aim to do these podcasts regularly and all details of when we publish a new story, interview or conversation can be found on our social media accounts such as Instagram at new underscore beginnings GM or Twitter slash X account at new beginnings GM. You can find out more about us and what we do on our website www.nbfoundation.co.uk. We are also going to be participating in a Christmas stall at Stockport Town Hall in the beginning of December where we will be selling handcrafted items created by our parents and New Beginnings family members. So watch these spaces for more information and if you're in the Stockport area, we hope to see you there. As always, I will leave you with a powerful quote from one of our parents, which is, remember in life we are not always in the same boat, but it is the same ocean and it is the same storm. We look forward to you all joining us next time. Thank you and goodbye.